Well, welcome to Mile High Magazine. Thank you for being here with us on this Sunday morning. I'm Melissa Moore, and one of my favorite charities here in town, and I'm fortunate to get to work with them, is a precious child, Courtney Wickberg, the Chief Communications Officer. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. I love the work that you're doing, but for those who don't know about a precious child, explain the mission. Yeah, A Precious Child, we are a nonprofit that provides opportunities and resources to children and families in need. We do that through 11 different programs that really focus on cradle-to-career support. So whether that is providing physical goods in our resource centers that families in need can shop free of charge for clothing, shoes, coats, food all the way to opportunities through our sports, arts, and education scholarship programming, even into mentorship and a workforce development program that we have in-house. We actually have an adorable coffee shop in-house that participants are able to gain those soft and hard skills um, for being able to join the workforce with everything that they need to truly thrive. Yeah, it is incredible incredible how much the organization has grown since it started in Karina's Garage. Yeah, Karina, our CEO and founder, started A Precious Child in 2008 um, out of her garage serving 51 kiddos. And then flash forward to last year, and we were able to serve more than 48,000 children in need and more than 6,000 caregivers. So the need is huge. But the cool thing about A Precious Child is that we work collaboratively with other agency partners like other nonprofits, health and human service agencies, police departments, anyone who is able to identify a need in a child or a family. Mm-hmm. We work with them so they can refer families to us. One of our biggest um, agency partners that we work with our school districts because no one knows or understands the needs more than the teachers and the counselors that are seeing their kids every single day. Yeah, that is so true. So what kind of needs, what kind of changes have you seen since the pandemic hit two years ago? We have seen such a huge um, increase in need since the pandemic hit. Obviously, as so many people experience, um, just sudden loss of jobs. And so we've been able to truly pivot with a different need in the community and be able to really work with those families and figure out what their needs are. So whether that was providing them with extra diapers or, you know, more frequent shopping visits, doing shopping visits through drive through events so that families didn't have to come into the store um, at the very beginning of the pandemic. And if you can remember back in March and April of 2020, you couldn't find diapers or disinfectant spray anywhere. And right. so we were able to work with our wholesale vendors to make sure that we were able to provide those to families that truly needed it the most. But as the pandemic kept going and other emergencies happened, we have been working closely with Afghan refugees to make sure that they have the materials and the resources they need to settle in college and make sure that they have everything that they need. And then a huge piece of 2022 has been our support with the Marshall Fires. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been able to provide more than 3,000 individuals with um, essentials and resources as families, you know, slowly begin to start rebuilding. But I can't even imagine losing everything in the blink of an eye. And a lot of the families that we've been serving through Marshall Fire have been families that have supported a precious child that had donated to us in the past. And so we've been trying really hard um, to provide everything in such a dignified manner that the families receiving our services feel empowered and they feel good about themselves. And so we currently um, are still doing shopping visits on Saturday for anyone who's been impacted by the fires. So they're able to come and shop regularly to get Mm -hmm. the materials that they need. Right. And I always love that the dignity of the child, the dignity of the family, uh, that you place such importance of it. Explain to people how you do that. Yeah, I mean, we always try to put ourselves in the situation of the families that we're serving. And I mean, we we always try to always think of how would I want to be treated if I had to ask someone for help or if I had to receive services. And so it's always putting that extra special touch on our service delivery so that, again, the families feel empowered and they feel confident. So when families come into shop, they are referred by an agency partner so they don't have to prove they are in need by the time they come to a precious child. They just come and they're able to talk to our 
uh, case managers and our client service advocate to just feel supported and figure out what they need. And then they get a shopping cart and they get to shop just like they normally would, except everything's free of charge. Um, we even had our friends at TJ Maxx come and help that up our store so that it looks as much like a normal store as possible so that there's that dignified piece. Um, but even through all of our programming, I always love our holiday program, Precious Gift. Um, we work really hard to collect gift wishes for the children in our programming. But the thing that we actually ask is that all donors uh, give back a gift unwrapped and with donations of wrapping paper so that we can give that to the parents and the parents get to be a part of the process. They right. get to wrap a gift for their child. They get to, you know, have that tradition of always wrapping gifts on Christmas Eve. They get to keep that tradition. And so trying to make things as normal as possible for families. Yeah, I love that you've done that. What are you hearing? You know, you were talking about, you know, being kind of linked in with distribution. What are you hearing for families right now with formula going on with baby formula? Because I mean, I you I see it all over social media. You've got a lot of parents that are kind of panicking. Yeah, we've seen a lot of um, families coming to us trying to figure out what they need to do. And so we've been working with some of our bigger vendors to see how we can help support in that effort. But again, it's it's a bigger issue than kind of all of us, you know, mm-hmm. it's at the supply, it's at the manufacturing aspect. And so it's just working with our partners and working with the WIC offices and working with other nonprofits to figure out the best and most streamlined way to make sure that these families have the materials they need so that they're, they can take care of their babies. Right. I know you hear stories. I mean, first it's like, okay, yeah, let's make sure we have clothing and diapers and all that. And now all of a sudden here we are two years in the pandemic and it's another thing that we're having to worry about. Yeah, it's so heartbreaking. But the nice thing is in part, we've just started doing um, diaper distribution events. We just hosted our first one two weeks ago, and we're hosting another one on um, next week so that family can come and get extra diapers and wipes and all those different materials that they can continue taking care of their babies in that form. Yeah, that is so fantastic. Well, tell me about the project you're working on right now, Fill a Backpack. Yeah, we always have something fun going on at A Precious Child. That's the best part. There's always something fun going on. And so right now we are gearing up our Fill a Backpack program where we work with our agency partners, which I mentioned before. A lot of them are schools and Obviously, we believe that no child should start the birthday of school not feeling prepared, not feeling confident. And a big piece of that is having access to essentials like a backpack, paper, pencils, folders, all the stuff that you need on that shopping list can often be out of reach for the families that we're serving. It's um, hundreds and hundreds of dollars that families typically spend on back-to-school supplies. And obviously, if you're a family in need, that is completely out of reach. And so this program allows us to work with the community and other partners to collect all those backpack school supplies so that we can get them into the hands of the kiddos that need it the most before the first day of school. Because again, going back to how we would want to be treated, we would want our children to go into that first day with their backpack, with their names written on their folder, with them feeling confident and excited to start school year. And so we have have a huge goal this year of filling 21,000 backpacks so that we can get them into the hands of the kids that need the most. Yeah, I, you know, it's funny because I think people are going to hear this going, wait a minute, it's into the school year and you're already talking about fill a backpack for next school year. Why do you start so early? Because 21,000 is a lot of backpacks <laughs> and it takes a while to collect all those backpacks and develop. Summertime is so much fun because we have so many volunteer opportunities where the community can come together to not only collect that, those school supplies and those backpacks, but also come into our facility to actually fill those backpacks. And the cool thing about our um, volunteer program is that we allow kiddos as young as five years old to come and volunteer with their parents. So it's an amazing opportunity to start talking to your kiddos about what they can be doing to help their, their classmates and to help the community and to let them know that they 
they they can be a part of this. Mm-hmm. They can be a part of having change in the community, which is such a cool thing to do at such a young age. Yeah, and, and you're one of the few organizations that really does let young children get involved with giving back, which I think is fantastic. So tell me a little bit, Villa Backpack, when does it start? How is it going to work? What do you need? Let's go through all the details. Yeah, so the drives will actually start in mid-June, and then we'll really be pushing, um, collecting all of the backpacks and the school supplies through June and July. And then at the end of July, we really start the filling process. So we have about a month where we're collecting and we've been purchasing supplies um, since the beginning of the year because we didn't want to mess with supply chain issues. And so we've been doing that all throughout the year already, um, but working with a community to really help us meet this huge goal of 21,000 backpacks. We hate saying no to people. And so we never want to turn down a child and say, we don't have a backpack for you. Mm-hmm. And so we work really hard with the community to make sure that we can collect as many backpacks possible. But starting in late July and then um, early August, we are filling backpacks every single day. We have um, you know three volunteer groups that will come in every day. Any, the group can be anywhere from like 10 to 25, and they're just filling backpacks. We have a great assembly line set up, and these um, corporations, families, kiddos are just running around filling backpacks. So cool to see. And then usually by um, like the first week in August, we are distributing backpacks out so that everyone can have the backpacks they need before mm-hmm. that first day of school. So tell us some of the things that you're needing that are in the backpacks. So it's your basic. We work with all of the school districts, um, the main ones in the RE8 counties that we serve, to really create those generalized uh, school supplies list for early elementary, late elementary, middle and high school backpacks. So we have four different backpacks that we'll distribute, but it's everything from papers and boulders, pens, highlighters, markers, index cards. Um, and then obviously the most expensive piece is the actual backpack itself mm-hmm. and making sure that it's a good quality backpack that the kid would be proud to wear at school. Um, and so even just dealing with uh, inflation of numbers that we're seeing in the um, items that we're purchasing, we've even increased the value of the backpacks and like what it will actually cost to fill a backpack. Um, in years past, we valued it around $50 that it would take to get a backpack, fill it, get it to the hands of the kiddos. This year, it's looking more like it's $60 for elementary school backpacks and $75 for those middle and high school backpacks. Yeah, that's right in line with the inflation numbers I think that we're all seeing and feeling now. Yeah, and so just taking that into account that that need is going to press further on the families that we're serving. And so taking that into account when you are going to shop for your own kiddos backpack and school supplies, knowing that there are children in your child's classroom that could potentially need that support. And again, it's just providing that extra assistance to those families so that those kids can go to school on that first day feeling really proud to be there. So for families that are wanting to get involved and they're saying, okay, we want to get involved with Fill a Backpack, uh, what do they need to do right now? I know it starts in mid-June and then where is everything going to get dropped off? So everything we'll have, um, if you go to our website, apreciouschild.org, you'll be able to click on our Villa Backpack link and you'll be able to do all sorts of fun stuff through there where you're, you'll be able to see the um, different drop-off locations in, around the community. Um, but you can also collect items um, yourself and then just drop it off at our main facility up in Bloomfield. And then you can also see, again, everything that we do. Our facility, I always encourage people to come up for a tour because hearing about it is wonderful. But when you actually get to see it in action, mm-hmm. it's truly something to behold. It's amazing and it's just so cool to have a space where families not only are receiving the goods and resources they need to thrive, but it's a space for community members to come together to better their their community and their network, which is amazing. Um, But again, go to our website, apreciouschild.org, click that little backpack link, and you'll be able to see how you can donate, um, whether monetarily or you can volunteer or you can host a drive yourself in the different drop-off locations. And then this year, we're really excited to launch a virtual option um, for supporting a child in need as well. So you can actually click on a link that will allow you to sponsor a specific child um, and build their backpack order that way as well. Oh, I love that. All right. And what are some of the other upcoming programs you have after Fill a Backpack? 
So um, there's always fun stuff going on. So right after Fill a Backpack and during the summer, we have some really cool board camps that we'll be hosting with a few of our celebrity ambassadors. So kids um, in our programming will be able to participate in those camps. Um, one with Dalton Reisner, one with Ryan McMahon with the Rockies. And so all these really fun opportunities for the kids to actually have a really fun summer and do something that they necessarily wouldn't be able to do. Um, but then right after that, we start prepping for our Give Sports Equipment Drive that we work together with Cronkie Board Charities and we host it down at the Ball Arena in um, mid September this year, and uh, we always ask everyone to hold on to their sports equipment all year long and then come to that event because it's so much fun. We typically get, you know, 20,000 pieces of sports equipment that we're able to clean up, collect, and then get it back into the hands of the kiddos um, that need it so that they can participate in board and athletics throughout the year. Yeah, I love you really do think about the whole child because every parent knows who's got a kid in sports, just how expensive it is. And the fact that you collect the sports equipment that a lot of families don't even know what to do with, that's fantastic. Yeah, so we're really excited to host that um, with Cronky Sports Charities. And I believe this year it is scheduled for Saturday, September 24th right now. All right. And for folks that want, hold on just a second. And for folks that want to get involved and make a donation, let's give that website one more time because I know you have lots of volunteer opportunities and definitely will take the donations. Yes. So go to apreciouschild.org and you'll be able to see all that we do, ways to donate, whether that's monetarily, in-kind goods, or your time by volunteering. There's something for everyone. And I always like to point out the fact that we allow kids to bring the vibe to come volunteer. So especially during the summertime, bring your kids, bring your family, make it a really fun um, family activity that you can do together, giving back to the community. All right. Courtney Wickberg with A Precious Child. Thank you so much for your time. Sure. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. And for more information on A Precious Child, uh, don't forget, you can always go to their website, which is apreciouschild.org. You'll find out more information about who they are, what they do, and also how you can help and volunteer, maybe even wanting to give back. They're a fantastic organization, and it really is incredible, especially the need we have here in Colorado, just how many lives and how many families they're impacting. So check it out online at apreciouschild.org. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on this Sunday morning. Go out, have a great weekend, be blessed, and remember to be kind to everyone.